Hi, thanks for joining me on this latest instalment of the Cycling Chats podcast with my friend Louise Vardaman. Louise 100% understood the assignment when we spoke uh, back in January um, in terms of bringing the energy, bringing the vibe, bringing the in- encouragement uh, for the sport of cycling to the wider audience. Um, she is a tremendous advocate for equality and for pushing representation of women in the sport that we love. Um, a late blossomer or bloomer to the sport, having come to it following um, advice to stop running. She has gone on to do absolutely amazing things. Um, I really hope that you enjoy this episode as much as uh, I did. Thank you. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. It's Friday. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's amazing, isn't it? Oh, I, I completely forgot. I'm going to put my headphones in just a second because they cancelled out the noise and my minions might just, you know... <laughs> That's it, so. Good. Can you hear me okay? I can, yeah. Can you hear nah, me? Yes, perfect. Looking well? How's today been? Homeschooling.com? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> no, we did not sign up for this. Boris is having a laugh, I tell you. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I have two little boys. One of them is fine, he just gets on with it, but my eldest... He is pushing me to my limits. <laughs> yeah. How, how old are they, remind me? So uh, they're 12 and 10, but like okay. just the stuff he's doing to say, oh, mum, the teacher's not online. He muted the teacher. <laughs> oh, no. That's genius. This guy's right? going to go far. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to kill him or congratulate him. <laughs> That's, we, we need creativity. That's ingenuity. I've got to admit, I do feel a bit bad. Because today, my wife was working from home, but she didn't have any patients to see. So I was hiding in the loft, in the attic, and the joy, that literally by myself. I'm like, I'm off duty, man-to-man marking, zonal marking, whatever you call it. I'm here, you're there, no kicks. I never thought I'd be so joyful. I never thought. But um, I, I know, and, and I love my kids, but you know, it is just intense. Like you, I mean, as far as I know, were you ever a teacher? No, deliberately. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I haven't got the patience for the thing. I have not got the patience. I, honestly, when we can, I'm going to hug some teachers big time. Like, wherever they, I'm hugging them because they, they are unsung heroes, for sure. They really are. You know, at Christmas and stuff like that, they normally do, like, the little um, the funds for the teachers. Last year, I yeah. put three times the amount in. I was like, I love you so much. Thank you. Can you just you take the time from me? You deserve it. That's it. Um, it's amazing. Well, I'm really, really glad that you're here. And I think obviously I'm really so late. So I want to kick off because I think sometimes Instagram cuts you off at about an hour. Okay. And we've got so much to cover, so much I wanted to ask you about. And, and I know it's going to be a hoop. So I was going to do a brief introduction of myself, just short. And then I'll turn it over to you to do the same. And then what I was thinking to do is if we can make it interactive. So I see Steph, Steph up in Yorkshire. Hey, Steph popped in um if you see anybody say something and i'm yakking away or vice versa like let's embrace it so that people can get to know you and ask some questions because that would be amazing okay is that all right yeah go ahead so just to kick off my name's kofi um and for anyone that hasn't heard me speak before and has come for lou because that's what i would be i'd be coming for lou um i'm the founder of ride for unity and the idea of this family that we've become is that no matter who you are, no matter where you are, together we love bikes, together we ride bikes. Um, and the premise really is that through sharing the stories here with amazing people like Lou, Abby Dentist, Viola, 
Creed Dub, Chris Hall, you know, all the people that we've chatted before, is that it will inspire other people to get on their bikes and believe that they can do it as well and hopefully get some of the amazing benefits that, you know, Lou and, and, and I have got and others have got from cycling. So my guest and my pal today is, I think that the epitome of determination and inspiration. I've gone with all the shunts there. And I'm delighted, Lou, that you've joined us. So welcome, you absolute legend. Thank you. And yeah, if you wouldn't mind giving everyone an intro as to who you are and we'll get started. So I'm Lou and I'm a homeschooling mother. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. This is not what I asked you to come here for. This is not not the job you have. That's not what I want to be. I used to be Louise the cyclist. (laughs) All right. Okay. But today, homeschooling mother. Awesome. Mother, yes. Um, yeah, so I'm a cyclist. Um, I'm big into equality and uh, fighting for women to have the same opportunities as men. Um, I'm a fairly recent cyclist. I only got into it about six years ago. So I used to be a runner, okay. not a very good one, but mm-hmm. yeah, I used to run and then just kept getting injured. Um, ended up having surgery on my hip and was told to uh. never run again. Um, which I was gutted about because I, I used to like running. I did London Marathon and stuff like that. It was long distance endurance stuff I liked. Um, wasn't very fast. I was a 10 minute miler, just consistently mm-hmm. would run, you know, at the same pace. But yeah, I, my biomechanics were horrible. So I did myself a few injuries and stuff oh and was told never run again. The surgeon said, you know, why don't you take up cycling? And I was just like, oh. okay. I don't really want to be a cyclist. I wasn't into the whole like lycra and, you know, looking yeah, like yeah. I was going to do the Tour de France and all that stuff. So I, I was resistant for a while and then wanted to do something, you know, to keep yeah. fit and for my mental health and stuff too. So um, mm. I ended up getting a bike, um, but didn't. Re- I was just reluctant for a while. And then mm. I did start training, but like... It, I only had a two and a half hour window when my little one was at preschool. So I'd kind of mm-hmm. I'd go out in a bit of a rush. I was also in a bad mood most of the time. My marriage was breaking down at the time. Oh, and I was sorry. like, you know, angry and sad and stuff like that. So I was kind of going out on my bike like for two and a half hours of training, like way harder than I realized. Mm-hmm. And it's like a charity sportive and like was keeping up with all these pelotons of proper riders. And they were like, oh, you're really good. And I was like, no, I'm a runner. I was wearing like London Marathon running gear. My trainers, I refused to clip in. I was like, no, I'm not going to be one of those cyclists. And eventually, I suppose it just like, I then clipped in and then got more kit and stuff like that. Got more into it as I got better. Then actually got divorced bought a wicked bike (laughs) and then threw myself into it. And then I think it's the community that's made me get more Mm. into it. When I joined a club and met a load of cyclists in London, it's it's gone nuclear from there and I've thrown myself into cycling. Um, and I, honestly, I don't, I don't know where I'd be without it because it's helped me so much with the friends I've made, the, you know, keeping me relatively sane and so like yeah. <laughs> yeah, relative. Yeah, I like the relative in there. Oh, Lou, that's amazing. So, I mean, for me, what I love is so many things, like the cloud of like marriage not working out sucks. Like, because I guess when you say I do, like you, everyone's planning, like, right, it's going to be forever, like Disney movies and all that. And when it yeah. doesn't, there's a whole heap of stuff to unpack. And so you went through all of that. And then literally six years ago, you've gone from like wearing your running clothes cycling yeah. to where you are now, which is phenomenal. And I just, while, while I'm just 
was on that. Someone had said something. So Creed O'Brien, he's my guy in the Bay Area, San Francisco, has said, hey, and it's amazing how many doctor-prescribed cyclists there are. Um, it's good for you. It's good for you. I never hear of people getting told to do running. Because cycling is not good for them. I don't. I don't know. No, I haven't heard that. <laughs> um, and then we've got. Oh, what have I done here? Um, Toby from Cold Dark North High, and then Katie Cookerborough has said, um, "Lou, Lou is my hero. What a weapon on the bike, and super supportive of others. Look at this. Look at this. Um, <laughs> so sweet." And I think Zero Lemons, that maybe Chris Hall's up in the air saying, Yeah, yeah. So I did a podcast with him recently. We were chatting about bikes. And I basically, yeah. like, I've ordered a new bike since that call because it didn't, it didn't take much convincing, but it was a conversation we were having about my dream mm-hmm. bike. And it's basically what I have, but with disc brakes. And he was telling me just, you know, about how amazing disc brakes are. And I'm a bit of a cautious descender anyway, because I yeah. just think, oh, I won't stop. And I think disc yeah, brakes yeah. will help. So after that, I was like, do you know what? You live once. I'm getting a new bike. <laughs> press go. Press go. Lift up the flap. Press that button. Order. Click, click. When's it coming? And what have you got? What is, what's coming? Um, I think it'll be coming probably in the next couple of months. I ordered it a couple of months ago. It's another Bianchi Specialissima in pink, mm-hmm. but with disc brakes. Nice. You can't take it. And what's happening with the old one? Are you like going to give that away? Or are you a massive yeah. bike? Like Chris I'm in between bikes. making it just full-time turbo bike, which I'll probably spend mm-hmm. more time on that than my new one anyway, if I'm honest, or actually putting it on the wall. It's so sentimental to me because that's yeah. the bike that, just made me fall in love with cycling and the stuff I've done on that bike mm-hmm. like the full Tour de France like Everesting all that stuff it's just it, it, it means everything to me it's my it's my prized possession like I love it more than my kids <laughs> especially when I'm homeschooling them <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna make me fall off the stool you're gonna make me fall off the stool I love it I love it um, Katie Kookaburra has just asked is your new bike pink I think of course, of course. It has to be. Has to, standard has got to be. So look, this is this is great. <laughs> I think this is a... I never go out on my bike anymore. And when I do, the last couple of times, I've got a puncture on the back wheel. It's hardly from overuse. What's going on? I know. This, this weather currently sucks.com, so I don't blame you. But I wanted to just delve in a little bit because I think you've given us a lovely flavour and a gist of the journey and how you got into it. However, as always happens, people skip out on some very important juicy details. So here I am to bring some of that back in. Okay. So I believe that you're part of some sort of cycling collective that we didn't really talk about. Yes. Who are they? And tell us a bit about what the mission of the So I presume you're talking about the internationals. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, lady. So they're, they're my team. They're my, my yeah. girl gang. We formed... Um, 2019, basically, mm-hmm. there's a group of French women called Donon de Zello Velo that mm-hmm, ride mm-hmm. the full route of the Tour de France every year um, in a push for equality because there is no women's Tour de France um, mm. for a load of reasons. Apparently, women aren't capable. Um, there's no, there's just nothing. There's a one day event for them. So this French team ride every year to show that it's possible and we should mm-hmm. have our own race. They open up for new riders to join the team each year. And two years ago, so many international um, women wanted to join their team that they put us all in contact with each other. And we formed our own international team to ride with the French team on the Tour de France. Oh, nice. So that's how we came about, through the powers of the internet. We didn't even all know each other. We met for the first time at the Tour de France the day before we started riding. 
Um, and yeah, so there, there's 10 of us, but the 10 that rode in 2019, we did the full route of the Tour de France. Uh, in fact, we rode even further than the blokes because a couple of their stages were cut short through weather that we just cycled through. Um, tough, nuts, and, tough, yeah, nuts. And I love that. It was incredible. And we, and we had, you know, worldwide coverage of what we were doing and just showing mm -hmm. that women are capable and women should have the same opportunities as men. Um, last year, we had a slightly different team because some couldn't commit to doing it again. Um, so we had five new riders join the team um, and we didn't get to go to France, unfortunately. But thanks to this no. ongoing COVID situation, oh, so we, um, yeah. we engaged Plan B, where we uh, did the full route of the Tour de France on turbo trainers and then all Everested to kick off to hit tick off both the elevation and the um, distance of the tour so this year hopefully we'll see we'll get to go to France again to ride the full route there are rumors that there is a women's tour de France coming next year but we don't know what that is it's it's right. very unlikely to be a full equivalent yeah. anything is better than what we currently have which is a one-day stage um, but we'll keep battling until until you know we, we get some progress with the quality and it and it's it's about so many things it's about you know yeah. prize money and it's about coverage and sponsorship and there's so much work to be done and this is yeah, we've we plenty to talk about so true and this is why I wanted to chat to you so badly because at the essence of this whole right for unity thing is it's about equality as well right? yeah like I don't believe when you rode the Tour de France route and by my quick calculation, is it something like 3,400 kilometres approximately? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Over how many days did you do it? 21. 21 days. Ridiculous. Any breaks in it? Like, do you stop for yeah, any days? Rest, there's two rest days. So it's a 23-day thing with two yeah. rest days. The first rest day, I think, was on, like, day 9 or 10. And mm. then there was another one about day 16 or something. But, I mean, and over mountains, like, you know, it's ridiculous. And, and this is the question I had for you. So when you're doing this riding, do the mountains get low because you're women? Say that again, sorry? When you're doing your riding, do the mountains get lowered because you're women? Like, do they drop down for you? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah? Just... <laughs> do, they just, do they just like, oh, there's women coming, so we're just going to go? Because in my mind, that doesn't happen. And therefore, I don't understand. If you do that, why don't you get paid by what the goods do? No. Like, why? No, we, Why? We, we rode the exact same. And actually, because we arrived the day before, the roads were open, so we're battling with traffic as well. So. Oh, God. That is yeah. nuts. That is nuts. Oh, yeah. there is some... I'm just going to try and press it without turning everything off. So, uh, I don't know if, I don't know how to pronounce the handles, but Lil Jareen has said, as a 16-year-old girl, all this work on equality and cycling has literally helped open doors, particularly with some of the hill climb movements. Yes. Wow. Yeah, there's been a big push on that for um, equal prize money recently because mm -hmm. um, a lot of a lot of the hill climb races they might they might have women's prizes as well as men's prizes, but they'll have just an overall prize, and women's prizes will be less than the men's, and it's just like for what reason? We're no. doing the same training, we're racing on the same course. It, it's just crazy. It's just because it's... it has happened. It's yeah. continuing to happen, but it's now it's time to change stuff. So time. there's some really good stuff being done on, you know, additional around last year, thousands of signatures and progress is gradually being made. So we just need to yeah. keep keep the fight and keep just just we're not asking for anything special. We're just asking for the same, which you know should be this is what I'm talking about. Climb higher together, says Cold Eyed North. Principal Mark has joined. Hello, Mark, my man, and Toby's saying 
that all the signs are coming out really and I, I love it and just to just add a little bit to this is I think I told you so I've got the three kids yeah they may be standing outside the door listening so I, I'll be careful in a second but I've got a son and then I've got the two daughters and I when I had the kids like I got immediately I was like a boy I'm a boy I get that I understand it and he's going to be like this and he's going to be like that and he's his own amazing wonderful human being and when I had my daughters like they just opened my eyes to actually what the reality is of being a woman or a girl as they are and the determination and fearlessness and Xena warrior princess badassness they might listen to this but badassness that they bring to the table makes me be like oh my god like yeah can I have why? them in my team please if you are up for it, I'm, they will come. That pink kit you got is the business. <laughs> they will come. <laughs> they love it. They love it. And I think for me, like it's, it's it's like I can't explain to them. You go and do the same job as your brother, and you should be getting paid less money. I just can't have that conversation. So what you're doing is so important, and I thank you on behalf of my kiddies and everybody else's kiddies for all the work you're putting in because it's not it's not easy to change. It's not easy, and that's one of the main things. You know, I, I hate the thought of little girls thinking, oh, I can't do the same as my brother just because I'm not a boy. I hate that, and that is everything we're trying to change, is everyone should be able to do anything. It doesn't matter what gender you are, and that goes for the guys too. Like, you can do anything you want to do. You shouldn't be held back just because you were born a boy or a girl. 100%. And for me, that goes across the spectrum. So that's like orientation, how you define yourself, all of that stuff, you know, all of it. Um, <laughs> Toby is up to some mischief up here. He's asked a question and I want, I want, I just wondered if you've seen that question. Have you yes. seen it? What's he, what's he said? Just because people might not have read it. What did he, what did he say? Cause I, want I think he was asking me about how the sex education was going. Okay. What's he talking about there? Well, during lockdown one, my eldest science teacher thought it'd be hilarious to palm off a load of topics that he obviously didn't want to teach. So I had to teach my child about pregnancy, labour, child, but like all of the all of the stuff of oh, puberty that got thrown into with my other sons that they're listening. And then the questions that came out of it was just like it's not it wasn't in my remit at all so i said next time you go to your dad's house at the weekend ask him those questions you're asking oh my god <laughs> i can't answer all of those answer about childbirth and yes you did do that to me thank you very much it hurt thanks but Oof. the other questions you're asking me about puberty and especially about wet dreams no not no well, you can't. that's outside this is out. take it to your dad take it to your dad i love that i love toby if you've got any more stories like this, bring them on, man. Bring them on. Oh, yeah, Toby was enjoying that. He's homeschooling. He's, he's another crazy person with three kids, too. He's got three boys. His hands are full. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. So, so we're, we're moving through, and I love how this is going. If anyone's got any more stories about this, <laughs> they want to share. Share. Share away. James, Mr. Crossley, hey, how are you doing? Good to see you. And uh, Creed, I saw you. Welcome. Uh, Kwabi Yoga, my best mate, Mark, is in the house as well. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And hopefully you're having as much fun as I am, like laughing at loose teaching skills here. This is, this is brilliant. Oh, is this the first R-rated chat? <laughs> I haven't sworn yet, and I, I'm a big swearer most of the time, especially on hills. You swear, and not me. No, I, I did. Maybe I swore. I won't swear. <laughs> One last thing that we missed out is, hey, Greedo, 
one last thing we missed out is um, there's something about Team GB, like or Great Britain or something. You didn't talk about anything to do with Great Britain. I heard a rumor somewhere, somehow, that you once rode, maybe twice rode or something, rode for Great Britain. Why, why are we not talking about it? Well, I, I mean, I didn't mean to. I like, A couple of years ago, I was training really hard and I entered the Tour of Cambridgeshire and just happened to qualify for the um, Grand UCI Grand Fondo World Championships. So I went to Italy and represented Great Britain in a race. I mean, what? I mean, <laughs> I'm a runner. See, <laughs> what am I doing this... in a cycle race for Great Britain? It was incredible. People... And then the next year, I, I did the same again. I qualified again on a race that I did in Greece um, mm -hmm. and then rode in Poland, represented GB. Qualified again last year in a race in Dubai, so I should have gone yes. to Canada to represent uh, last year, but it was all cancelled. So my qualification has rolled over. So hopefully we'll see if it happens this year. I should be able to uh, to ride for Great Britain for the third time, which is unbelievable. Like I wish I'd started cycling years ago. I really, uh, do. I love it. I love just it. Just amazing. Lou, like seriously, I have to say, like the lazy roller has just put Louise and he's put the. The horns, the deer's ears, or whatever, the horns in the air. And yes. I don't know if you can see on your side, there was a lot of hearts that are flying off the side. Like, there's a lot of love for you. It's probably my mum. She's just being that. Like, probably my brother and sister are all there. <laughs> I know it's not nah. my fiance because he's playing Fortnite upstairs. He's like one of the kids, honestly. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, that's good. You can help teach them in some other way. But what I was going to say is. I mean, oh, that's just my with... sister there now. It is her spamming the hearts. <laughs> oh, good. That is good. No, I was just going to say, like the, the fact that you, you you've done all these things and and you haven't said it's a theme for me actually. You know, whenever I talk to the ladies on this show, like they don't ever really blow their own trumpets, like at all. Like we just had a whole chat, and you didn't talk about the internationals, you didn't talk about GP, you didn't. And Alison Wood is another one; she should have a book deal, as should you. And she just came on humble as you like. And I'm saying, ladies. You have to blow your trumpet. You have to tell us like how amazing you are. So we really appreciate that because this stuff that you're doing is not. I've never written for Team GB. I would like to, but I haven't. Try a bit harder, then, mate. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Thank you. I've been told. Now moving through, and there's so much ground to cover, and I'm, I'm loving it. I knew this was going to be a hoot, and it really is. There, there's stuff that you do with cycling, which I have to question some of your sanity i'm gonna so this 24-hour madness stuff and oh, Red Bull time lapse like what is that about like why don't you just do it like ride a day and come home and have some food and just chill what is this what is this endurance craziness that you do i don't know and every time i start i like plunge myself into deep regret as soon as mm. i start because then i remember it i suppose it's like having kids the second you go into labor again you think oh geez i remember this but then when you cuddle your baby you forget it so i think it's like that with cycle stuff that i just think oh yeah that'll be awesome challenge and if i don't do it i'm gonna get major fomo so i better do it and then as soon as you are what am I doing? This is awful. Everything hurts. I want to go to bed. I want to quit. So I don't know why I do it, but I do because it's awesome. <laughs> uh, so one of the things, like recently, I want to say, is like maybe just before Christmas, maybe November, there was the Red Bull time lapse. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you took part in that, right? Yeah, yeah. We came second. Yeah, I like, no, 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 no. no, you came second. Yeah, it's bonkers. Yeah, you race around the clock in a team of four, 
Um, yeah. It's always awful. I don't know why I keep doing those things. But afterwards, you're like, oh, that was amazing. We did so well. But at the time, it's hell because you have it's to hell. race through the night and you don't sleep. Even if you have like three hours in between your stints, you can't properly, you know, relax and sleep and then get ready to go again. But they are they are pretty cool. I, I, I do like them. So I, I'll keep doing them. But a few of us did Red Bull. And then there was another one, Revolve, which was the same. Yeah. And I didn't get as many of my team wanting to do that. A bunch of the girls were like, yeah, now I'm busy that weekend. <laughs> no, we can't do it. Can't do it. So on the Red Bull, just for people that don't know, I, I did follow a bit, but just sharing with more people about that. Like you, you have how long to ride and what's the, how do you win? You have to cover the most distance in, Mm. well, it's actually 25 hours. They do it the weekend, the clocks go back. Yeah, clocks go back 25 hours. So it starts at midday and goes through to midday the next day. And you have to cover the the furthest distance. This year was virtual. So you could either, so well, remote. You could either do it on Swift or, or RGT or whatever, or out and about so we decided to do it online because you could get further and you basically you can do it however you want but each rider has to ride i think a couple of hours each minimum we did one hour stints and just rotated that way yeah and and the the incredible first and foremost like hats off to someone asked me whether i'd join the team and i'm like no no sorry say that again someone asked me if i'd join their team and we do it i was like no, I'm not doing it. And when I then saw you doing like this ice bath thing in oh. between your stints, I had to say to myself, this lady is a glutton for absolute punishment. Number one, do these ice bath things actually work? Because you just looked like you were dying every time you did it. But yeah. I couldn't understand it. Do they work? I, I, I don't know. I'd never done one before, ever. I'd avoided them my whole life. I never right. really need, needed to do one because I wasn't particularly sporty. My sister swears by them. She's the sporty one in my family. She plays lacrosse for New Zealand now. She moved down there, but used to play for Wales. And well, she swears by them. They all jump in these huge big bins of ice after major training and stuff like that. And apparently it does good things. And Lucy, who's on my team, was saying they were really awesome as well. And after how wrecked my legs were getting, I was like, well, you know, what have I got to lose? Apart from maybe my toes with frostbite. But <laughs> hopefully it'll help. So I did it. And, oh, it is bad. But because I was just doing my legs, my upper half was okay. And I put on a hat and I actually kept my socks on. And I think it was okay. So I, it worked all right in Red Bull. So then I did it again um, for the, the the next race that we did. But it's not fun. Um, no, I'm, you I'm are, glad I didn't make it look fun. It wasn't fun. No, <laughs> you, you didn't. You are absolute nutter, Fab. I'm going to say you're a proper nutter. But I, by definition, by history, by heritage, I'm a tropical and the thought of snow, ice, all this stuff, I'm not in it. I'm, not, no. I'm just not in it. It just no. didn't look fun to me. So no. there's something in that because I feel like you as a cyclist have got this ability to do, <laughs> what would I call it, suffering galore. Basically, <laughs> suffering on suffering on suffering. That's what it's about. Is that fair? It's just learning to suffer for longer. That's all cycling bloody is. It really is. Okay, wait. So can just saying we're trying to encourage people to, I mean, to take it I, up, yeah. it's wonderful it's really great <laughs> <laughs> but no on a serious note on a serious note it is suffering and being able to get your mind up. but what i don't know what is it that drives you because you said to me i need to try harder to get that gb jersey at 40 i might have missed my opportunity but maybe you never know maybe 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 but what drives you to push yourself when other people this guy would quit like i would just be like i'm not into that i'm just not doing that like how do you what do you harness do you know what i mean like just 
Yes, the source. I harness people like you quitting. <laughs> really? How's yeah, that what it is? That's that's what makes the difference. Is if you can push past that, that's what yeah. takes you to the next level because you've pushed past the voices that are still there. The voices are there saying, "Quit, sit down, take it easy, have a rest day, sit by the side yeah. of the road, just sunbathe, have a long lunch break." Oh, what about that pub? Yeah. Call in, have a roast. All that's there. I just have to get past that to then to keep going. So it's knowing uh, it will be worth it in the end. And then you look back and I've never regretted, you know, anything where I've pushed myself super hard and then achieved or, you know, won something. You, you don't regret that. So that's what you try and remember is that uh, everyone is hurting and those that do better are those that are able to hurt for longer or hurt a bit more. Yeah. No, I love you that. Um, it's not, I mean, cycling's not always about hurting. There are such things as cafe rides and riding for fun. But if yeah. you want to compete and take yourself to the next level, you, you have to push yourself. I love that. I love that. And I'm going to um, pause on that and just have a look. <laughs> There's some chat that's happening here. Um, oh, Michael, Caramel105 Spin. So, says Michael, he's over in New York. Welcome to you. Um, I think that's Rianne Denton. Our Denton 29, she's, yeah, yeah. Team. she's on my team, yeah. Yeah, so she said, uh, we love it and we like to kick ass. Ah, that's I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then Cree Dub has said, she said, as in you, stop using your recovery front ring, mate. Now, this guy, Christopher Strickland, I'm going to put you out here. He keeps having a go at me because there was a video I did where I was in the, the small the front and I was going up this hill. And Cara, who's on here, was in that video, which was about why we love cycling and all that good stuff. And it was a steep hill, and I was in it. And ever since that video, this guy keeps giving me grief about using what he terms the granny ring, and he thinks I've got problems. Can you help him understand that we have hills in the UK that may be different to hills in America, and therefore we need to use these, these granny or no, smaller I'm, rings? No, I just think it's because you're rubbish, and, you know, you can't have died for GB. <laughs> No, no, I love my gears. I have all the gears on my bike and I use them all the time. I've got a 34 on mine. My uh, cassette is like a blinking dinner plate. It's enormous. And I don't care. There's no prize for getting up a hill, you know, in the big whip, in the big ring. It, it's pathetic. Like, use your gears. That's what they're there for. If you're on a fixed gear bike, fine. We're on road bikes with gears. Use them. That's crazy. Them. And yeah, America, I ride in Texas a fair bit, and it is flat uh -huh. there. You don't need gears. But here, we've got some hills. We need especially gears. Especially up where it's up north and stuff. Oh, up north. Scotland. Exactly. Exactly. That, the, 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 in in America, America is a small, oh, yeah. small country. Small country. San Francisco. San Francisco's got hills. You need the grand years there. Yeah. I mean, America's a small country. It's all flat. I'm printed out of this. My American family. <laughs> and I'm just getting lots of people laughing at me here, but that's okay. I'm here for you people. I'm here. Lou, Lou's just destroying my every credibility of ever riding for GB, but it's all good. So I wanted to ask you about um the the force for change and, and the stuff that you're doing on a slightly serious note, because I think it's really, really important. And I said to you before, thank you, because I want my girls to see you and others doing amazing stuff and just literally believe and everyone see someone and believe that they can do whatever they want to do. Like if I've asked this question, in fact, Michael was on here before and I asked him the similar thing. If I had, I win the lottery and I had 10 million and I was like, Lou is into the cycling scene she may be able to do a thing or two with this money better than me, you know, buying more bikes. 10 million, 
where would you start with that money to try and redress the balance of, you know, men, women and cycling? Like any ideas, any pointers of where we could spend it or you could spend it? I think a major thing that would help uh, women's cycling would be in investment in their races mm. and stuff. So at top level mm. um, to get some to sponsor them. So mm. and then make sure there's coverage of them. So to get them on television, because actually, if the races were on TV, there would be more companies willing to invest in them and, and their brand be seen, yeah. you know, sponsoring. So I think coverage would be a massive one so you know pay for all sorts of tv rights for races and the cameras and all that stuff actually have the women's races at the same time as the men's and and just to do that kind of thing um and 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 then if more people are seeing women's races more people will want to see them because as soon as you see the races they're incredible they're exciting they race you know from the gun there's none of the in the middle of the race where they're just tootling around because the race is too long and they need to kill and stuff. It's go, go, go. You don't know who's going to win. It's it's awesome. And it, we have such cool role models within women's cycling, but we just don't know enough about them because we're not seeing them enough. So mm. I think pumping a load of money into coverage and the races would be awesome because then it would get all the little girls seeing racing too and seeing women who that they could one day be like. Um, yeah. So even though that would be investing in top level at the sport on the professional side, I think it would help all the way through um, yeah, for, for little girls and stuff too. But I think another thing at the moment, which is, is which I'm finding, you know, really scary about cycling is just the safety of it. And it, it just feels over the last year that drivers are just less tolerant to cyclists. Mm-hmm. And you'd actually think when people should just be at home that people would be in less of a rush and people would just be a bit more chilled out, but they're yeah. not. And I'm just hearing way too many, you know, times when people are being abused or knocked off their bikes. And it, when when you go out, I found the other day, I came back and I was like, oh, nothing happened on that ride. And that was strange. Normally, there is a close pass or you get beeped at or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something happens. And, and that's not okay. So I think... I would love to do some stuff with my team this year on road safety. And that, that helps everyone. That's men, women, yeah. kids, everyone just feeling safer on the road. So I don't know if it's like, you know, the infrastructure or if it's about educating drivers just to see us yeah. as human beings rather than an annoying person who's going to make them lose 20 seconds of their day. It's, yeah. it, I'd love to bump some money into that. that. Wow. Those are some phenomenal ideas, like really phenomenal ideas. And, I, I think, yeah, I agree with all of them. If I get this money, it's coming your way. It's definitely coming your way. Because, no, but seriously, because I, I, I do think, like, when when it comes to, like, inspiration, like, on this platform, great, good, whatever. But if you think about, and I talked about this before, like, when you think about football and where football was and where football has come to, yeah, it's got its issues and it's got its problems. And this, for my American family, is soccer. The soccer thing that you guys call it it's it is so um massive now on a global scale that even if we just talk about the male side of things like kids grow up seeing someone that may look a bit like them doing it and it's obviously access as well because you don't need anything just kick a can or whatever so you've got that but now if you look at women's football like that's exploded like the top yeah. teams in the premiership here and there's coverage of the big games and more and more girls I've seen, like my girls love football. They want to play football and take it to their brother. And I'm like, all right, then let's go for it. Cause you get paid, yeah. you get paid. Yeah. Right. But in your game, it just seems like there's still not that 
there's not there's hope you know. because as we saw with the women's world cup a couple of years in football um the viewing figures were amazing millions of people were tuning in the games were fantastic the support was great people were suddenly talking about women's sport and with tennis women's tennis is as big as men's and so many other sports have managed to do it cycling is in the dark ages in in so many aspects of it but there's potential there's hope there because we do have such amazing um, athletes in the sport, men and yeah. women alike, and we just need to keep promoting them, keep talking about them. And every everything we're trying to do is just trying to make women on bikes be a more normal thing um, yeah. as it should be. It should be. It should be. And, you know, I love that. I love that. Someone's written something, so I just want to take the time out and just say uh, um, this is Neil Geraint. Neil Geraint, if I'm not saying it right, it's because I, um, I can't read it. Um, but she said, I think it's she, uh, I remember almost the heartbreak I felt as I realised that the Tour de France was all men and that I couldn't ever win a yellow jersey. Yeah, it's sad. It's, it's sad. That's, and that's one of, the, one of the things, actually, that we've been surprised about is when we've been talking about what we've been doing, trying to campaign for a women's Tour de France, is so many people didn't realise there wasn't one. They just presumed mm. they hadn't seen it or maybe it didn't get on TV or whatever. And then when they're like, you know what, they're not allowed to ride it. What's that about? And and people get riled up. It's just not okay anymore. So, yeah, it's crazy. There, there should be an equivalent for women. Yeah. And, the, you know, the epitome of our sport, what's the best women's race you can do? There should be something like the Tour de France for women. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and the money that goes with that as well, because, you, like I said, the mountains don't get lowered. The mountains <laughs> do not get lowered for <laughs> you. And, and the hard, it's even harder for women because a lot of them aren't even getting minimum wage. The UCI no. is trying to ensure that, but a lot of them are getting minimum wage. They're having to have a full-time job and do all the training that their male counterparts are doing. It, it's just crazy. Mm, when they say it's a man's world, there's a song about that, isn't there? It's this, that's not a joke. And I think ah, right. one day, someday, if we keep, everyone keeps pushing bit by bit, we're going to get there because I think you're doing great things, we're trying to do great things, it's brilliant. And um, um, Cara, I, I've ignored some of Cara's comments because I, I asked her to come and help me film this video and she, it was the coldest day on record when she <laughs> came from Hertfordshire, left her house at 5am to drive down to me to do lanes and we almost got hypothermia, so I've ignored some of her comments because I think yeah. she's probably cussing me there. And um, what she said here is, um, as a Bree, a BC, so I guess British cycling, yeah, Bree's right uh, as a BC breeze ride leader, I fully support this for women's cycling. I think that's back to what you were sort of saying. Um, and Neil Geraint, I'm going to put your name again. Sorry if that's not right. Historically, in the early days of the TDF, there were some very successful women in the tour, yet we were not told about them. So promotion is obviously yeah. key. And my wife, Gillian, I've got a message. Hello, Daddy. I'd like the interview from Cameron. Sweet Lord. I was Sweet like, Lord. Did your wife call you daddy? Can you save that for later? I know, right? This show is proper R-rated right now. But because <laughs> uh, Cam Cam Cameron is in my son, I think he's on my wife's phone. So keep clean. Hey, son, how you doing? Love you. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Have you done all this your homeschool? <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't. He probably hasn't. Um, and Michael said there is one, but it's not as frequent, which is unfortunately sad. I think there was one race where the women were set off after the men's race segment and the women were catching up, but were stuck. Yes. What's that? Yes, What's that, about? that was a couple of years ago. I think it. 
uh, I can't remember which race it was, but it was in Belgium and the men went off first, the women went off after, they caught the men up. Smashing. Then they, what they should have done is actually let the women overtake and finish their yeah. race, but they didn't. They had all the women come to a stop. So as you can imagine, the people are way back, then caught up with the leaders and the women had to stand there for about half an hour, oh, all no. got really cold and were stood there shivering to give the men enough time to get a bigger lead. And then both races were run. It was absolutely ridiculous. Oh, that sucks. That's, that is not equality. That is not no, equality not at all. all. And um, we need more of that. So look, I love it. I love what you're doing. I'm looking forward to seeing what you get up to next. And what I wanted to ask you is, I mean, we talked a bit about the suffering in this, but something that I ask everybody when, they, when we talk is just what it is about cycling that they really love. And I think you touched upon some of it, but like, if you were to distill it all succinctly, what is it about cycling that kind of has hooked you in and made you go to where you've taken it? Because this isn't like, I like riding my bike around my block. It's another yeah. level. For me, uh, it's the community. Uh, that's what's kept me going with with cycling. Because I think if I hadn't have made all the friends I've made and felt as a part of a team and a club that, that I do with the, it, it's everyone on you know Instagram, my local team and the London cycling scene and stuff. That it's all of that that's really made me fall in love with it and keeps me going. Without all of that, it probably would have just been another one of my passing phases of, of things I try and get to them out and then move on. Um, but this one's stuck, and I, I do think that is the people. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I can't I agree with you more. And for me, like I wasn't really on social media before June when. Like I was inspired to do this when I guess George Floyd died and I just thought I just want to bring people together but since then like I didn't invent this stuff it's just been there it's always been there as cyclists like we reject diversity like BMX gravel mountain bike you do what you want right it's two wheels you pedal it it's all good right um and I've always felt that love and that camaraderie. And then talking to you, talking to Chris Hall, talking to Creed up, there's that instant humanity connection thing that just like yeah. there's no like do you know what I mean it's just like yeah. you like, like oh, it's wicked right it is properly it's wicked. so cool and it, all our backgrounds will be so different and it doesn't even totally. matter you know where and that doesn't even come up actually what what was no. amazing when we did the um, Tour de France last year I rode with Carmen one of my teammates and I never once spoke about her job and it was only at the end I found out she was a psychologist and I thought oh geez she'll have been having a field day on me <laughs> And it just, it doesn't come up, whereas in other scenarios, the first thing people say, oh, what do you do and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we just talk, I mean, we're probably a bunch of losers. We just talk about our blinking bikes and stuff. Yeah. Where have you ridden and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just means you can be anyone and also any level too. The thing, that's one of the things I love about, you know, our our, our cycling community on, you know, online and everything and, and the people in London is we're all different abilities. There's a bunch of pros. There's a bunch of newbies. There's, you know, it, it's, everyone it doesn't matter we've all got bikes in common and mm. and it brings us together definitely definitely and that's the thing i love about it i mean there's sometimes there is this rep that cycling can be elitist and i think there's certain pockets there are i'm not going to say they're not and if you've come across it it does suck but there's more good i'd like to say more good than not and um i wanted to to few people clapping is that john hopper john cooper thank you um i was gonna he ask you about the uci that's awesome to see him there Oh really? Yeah. Oh, is that John Cooper, Mr. UCI? That's lovely. And I've seen um, Monument Cycling in here as well. Monument HQ. That's Owen, and he he referenced the ride that you were talking about, which yes, was Umlock. Yes, that's the race. Yeah. Eight. 
newsblad in 2019. So yeah. that's that's brilliant. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you about is inspiration. Because this idea that I've got here, you captured it really lovely, really lovely, that's not even a word, really well, insofar as it doesn't matter what level of ability you've got. Like, And I'm all about that. If you're recreational, like me, I'm definitely recreational, or you're a racer who gets, you know, a buzz out of winning stuff or doing crazy 24-hour madness, you did self. It doesn't matter. Are you inspired by one or two people in the sport or in life in general that, you know, maybe we could share a little bit about? Because I'd love that. I'd love to hear if there's anything like that for you. Yeah, um, Chris Chris Hall inspires me a lot. You know him as well. He's just, he's amazing. The amount of stuff that he does, you know, for mm. charity and the challenges he takes on each time you think, oh, my God that is the most you can do. The next one is even more ridiculous. And he's so honest about his struggles with it all as well, because I think a lot of people think that all this stuff comes naturally to certain cyclists and it doesn't Mm -hmm. hurt and you're always motivated. And and we're not. It is hard work Mm -hmm. to keep coming up with projects and challenges and you're you're hurting a lot and, you know, you push yourself to quite dark places. And when the challenge finishes, you then find yourself in, you know, a little bit of a hole and stuff like that. And Chris... Chris is really open about all that stuff. And he's just, he's so sweet. I met him in Richmond Park probably about five years ago now. We were were both doing laps, but kind of going the other way and, you know, waving each other about every 10 minutes. And I was doing quite a lot of laps. I think I was training for Ride London or something. So I was doing like 80 miles that day. So I went around a load of times and eventually... I didn't see him. I thought, oh, he must have gone. But then he turned up next to me. He changed direction and caught me up. And we just started chatting. He'd noticed my pink bike. And it was that that we started talking about. We've been friends ever since. And, yeah, yeah, he's just, he's lovely. hes I find him really, really inspirational and a really Mm. lovely guy as well. And, and, yeah, he's wonderful. You're not alone there. Like, Car has put here that he's a legend. And I have to say that he really is. Like, he's lately brought out loads of new stuff with his Zero Lemon range. With yeah. the, 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 I wanted one of those silver mugs that you can clip onto your back. And literally, I snoozed. I saw it and I was like, I'm getting it. And he was like, sorry, it's sold out. I was like, <laughs> So I've ordered some other bits and pieces. Um, but love supporting him. And I think, like, he really does inspire me because he uses the sport to do so much for so many other yes. people and it's not for glorification of self similar to yourself like you do different things but very much on a mission um and I, and I love that I love that Creed I was saying enough of this Louise give Kofi another jab please you're out of order what that you're still here tuned in isn't it oh, early? oh I suppose in the inspirational people you wanted me to say you didn't you was that I didn't I didn't I didn't, I didn't I didn't my head is not big enough I didn't <laughs> let, me, let me off let me off but on a on a on a, on a slightly um, I guess more more um, somber note I think for me the way that I came to know about you and I've got to put it out there was because back in September you might recall like I did a chat with Rachel Rachel Hillier um, yeah. And I, I saw Emma, Emma Wallace, who, you know, her girlfriend, you know, at the time was on here earlier, gave us a little wave. Um, and I, I asked Rachel the same question and she said, if you recall, um, her inspiration was you. And I was like, who? And she's like, oh, Lou Gibson. Um, she goes by Lou Q. And I was like, in my head, I was like, never heard of her. Every day is a learning day. I've never heard of her. And, she, and then I think you then put some hearts in here and, and then I followed you afterwards and saw the amazing stuff and I could understand that. And um, 
it is it is it's super sad it's super sad for anyone that didn't know doesn't know that we lost rachel to the angels october time i think it yes. was um, end of october which was 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 was, was tricky and I, I just thought i wanted to raise that because if not for her like yes. i'm not, i'm not here talking to you right now and i, I know that she had that power to connect and yeah. bring people together and I just really want to ask you, you like how how did you manage it because I didn't even know her like super well I only started talking to her in June yeah but so it's like how, how was it for you you're, you're right our paths crossed because of Rachel I I hadn't heard of you or seen any of your stuff until it flashed up that Rachel was live on Instagram so I started watching and pretty much around that time she said oh you know lose uh, or I think she'd already said Lou, Lou inspires me I then started watching and 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 she was like oh Lou's watching and, and then you said hi and stuff like that and yeah it it, it hit me like a ton of bricks I, I didn't see it coming in some ways then in other ways I did see it coming because it's something she always spoke about but we just mm. hoped that we were all there for her and telling her she was loved and she would be missed and all of that stuff and it, it's just so desperately sad because it, it wasn't enough it, and, and she still felt there was no other way out and it's desperately sad but we've all pulled together as a cycling community because of it and we yeah. won't let her ever be forgotten and no. we it, it's awful it's absolutely awful yeah. but the outpouring of love has been amazing and i i told her that that would happen but she 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 couldn't see it she couldn't believe it and and i i just hope that it's helped other people see that it's not the answer to end it and 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 you're loved and you're wanted and the amount of people she was in contact with him i mean we were talking about it the other day the amount of messages that both of us have had from all over the world basically saying please tell me it's not true and oh my gosh i was talking to rachel and she had such an impact on so many people that we won't even know a fraction of it, I'm sure. No. Um, because we only know the cycling side, that she had all her mates from uni and all, all her veterinary colleagues have been, you know, thrown by it as well. It, it's desperately, desperately sad. And I just want to do everything I can to just make sure it doesn't happen again because it's yeah. just awful. It's so it unnecessary. Um, and it, yeah, it's so heartbreaking. I miss her every, every day. We used to talk yeah. all the time. I only met her once. That's what's ridiculous. But she was that sort of person that as soon as you had contact with, you, you just loved her. And she yeah. was so yeah. open to helping other people, even though she was desperately struggling herself. That, you know, she, she's done a lot for, to help people with mental health yeah. issues. And, and because of her, we will we will keep, you know, yeah, we'll do we'll keep a legacy. 100%. Yeah. Like, I am... I, um... I had a chat with Duke um, at Japong and I said it at the time that we, we really did lose a real one. And I think for me, it was yeah. really heartbreaking, like hearing the words at the funeral from Paul, yeah. I don't even know his surname, Paul O'Dog, um, Paul from Dog. Emma, <laughs> Paul Dog, I don't know his real name, um, Emma, but then her dad as well. And I, on, on the Friday before she passed away that weekend, like I was messaging with her and she just had a hard time because she crashed her bike and stuff. And yeah. I was just saying to her, like, there's an army of us out here ready, so you let me know what you need, whatever it is. And, and I think so many people had that sort of connection and it blew me away, like, literally, when people yeah. found out, like, messages from all over the world saying, like, you know, Rachel, that like, you talked to, like, is it true? Is it? And I was like, I'm sorry. And I didn't even know that they knew her, but... Yeah. I put out a story about people that keep it real that 
when it comes to the subject of mental health and I put Crystal, I put her and I put Jude yeah. as a problem as well because they're just open and endearing yeah. and I like that about social media and so far as yeah you can put all the glamorous stuff that you do or you can be honest and authentic and, and she really was so it's she it's, really was it's, and she, that, yeah. that's the positives of social media like people say oh you should cut down on your social media time and you shouldn't be on there and stuff like that I don't know what I'd do without social media because you guys are my support network and you keep me going and and people we just have so much in common and you can talk to people about anything and people come to me you know so i can help them too that i, I don't think social media is a bad thing when when used no. in the right way yeah 100 110 and look if not for that we, we i wouldn't have spoken to rachel and be connected to you and all the other amazing people yeah. so it is, is mad but it's, it's a hard hard question but i guess what what, what is it we can do because these times are flipping challenging i feel like 2020 we have got medals we have got stripes we've got scars we've got all sorts we've lost loved ones on a global scale like yeah. is there when you think about it, is there anything that we can do to support each other and be there for each other and prevent people feeling that they've got no choice but to hit the exit ramp like i don't know it's like i don't know i think it's just it's keep talking you know and and, and give people that chance to to help you um, and, and to save you because you know, Rachel was so good at, at saying that she needed help and I did manage to save her. She said I saved her on two or three previous yeah, yeah, yeah. by talking her around and I don't know you know why that final time was the, was the one because she'd survived 100% of the days in her life before that but this <clears> final time so I, I don't know apart from just keep talking keep being there for people and and mm. people are so much better now you know like, uh, expressing how they feel but it's hard so i think the more people that do that the easier it'll get for people to say no actually i'm not okay and i really need to talk mm. to someone or, or i really feel like rubbish right now i need some help so i think it's just mm. taking the stigma away from it all and talking about what a loss that that we have now that rachel's gone for people to see it's not it's not the right way it's not no. there is help out there and you will be missed and you are loved and you're needed because we're all a community together and you know we're, we're a woman down now and it's not the same no it's definitely not the same and i think um i want to just touch on e-chappers e i don't know e-chappers um has said phone people not just texting someone actually calling me is huge um, yeah so i look i Whatever we can do, we try and do, and, and we'll try and. I talked to Paul. Some Chloe put is Paul Evans, so that's good. So I talked to Paul about doing something when we can. That's a legacy to remember an amazing person on an ongoing basis, but she'll never be forgotten. And I only knew her for this much, this much. So yeah. it is what it is. Um, incredibly sad, but look, I I want to keep talking and and maybe talk about the future a little bit as much as the P word, the plan word is a dirty word in my house. I don't talk about planning anything right now. Not anymore. Um, no, it's hard to predict. Travel has got even harder if you see the news. Um, I had a question from someone, I think it was Scott actually, which was, um, how do you keep focus with everything that you're trying to do when the future is so uncertain? Like, is there anything that you draw upon that us mere mortals can, can utilize in our armory? It, it's it's booking things in and planning things in and now it, it isn't in you know out and about because we don't know when we can travel so for me that's why i'm doing a lot of stuff on swift um racing and stuff like that just to keep me fit because i won't bother hurting myself in training if i don't need to be fit for anything so it's yeah. signing up for events 
signing up for stuff or, you know, group rides or whatever, that you just want to be a bit fitter in and a bit faster and stuff like that. Just just that's what keeps me going is stuff to train for. Um, so, yeah, just just plan where you can. But th- this year it, it's so hard. So I'm folk- my big goal this year is to take my team to the Tour de France. So I have to be fit for that. So I will train my butt off with that as my goal. But if we don't do that, we'll do something else. So I'll still need my fitness. Yeah. So it's it's planning for something you want to do and then having backups to keep you still yeah. focused, I suppose. I love that. I love that. And I think actually you talked about it earlier. Someone's put Prosecco in here. I don't know what Prosecco's It's one of my team members, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just focused on that, really. Yeah, that's it. Um, and um, Sion Dion has said, keep life light, be mindful of what you say and how you say it to other people. That must be about sort of helping each other. Um, yes. Or, um, what I love about what you did with when you couldn't do the tour is the plan B idea and that connects to so many things and I think with Chris Hall's thing Zero Lemon he's a legend I want to talk about Chris Hall if you don't mind but he talks about Zero Lemon and I remember when I had a chat with him and I was like why do you call it that and he was like basically along the lines of when life gives you lemons you try and make lemonades which is from like this is us as well like I love that show at the moment Um, and I love how you really just try to make good out of sucky situations and i would say that to anyone out there who's thinking oh i can't do this or oh, i can't do that 100 you can't but what yeah. can you do and that's the challenge right let's get creative after this i'm gonna tell you all it's not gonna be life i'm having a disco you know about this disco loop it's gonna be a disco in my I kitchen wasn't in lockdown. I wanna come <laughs> it's gonna be in my kitchen we're gonna put some tunes on me and the fam are gonna go wild because we can and that's what we can do you can't go out we bring the party here. So I'm encouraging everyone to do that. Um, on, on that super inspirational note, I'm just mindful of the time. And I would hate for this to cut off without yeah. handing over to you to sort of say anything we haven't covered. And I think we've probably got probably about a minute or so if there's anything you wanted to touch upon. Really. Not really. Just thank everyone for their support, for supporting me and my team. And just, just to keep riding where you can. It doesn't have to be outside. Don't give people a hard time who are stuck on their turbos. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's the be- their best option. Um, and just, just keep riding. Keep watching women's races. Keep encouraging your little girls to get on their bikes and, and stuff like that is, is all I want to say. Yeah. No, thank you so much. Like, honestly, I knew it was going to be a hoop. It's been a who it's been, you know, we've done a roller coaster, which is life, right? It's like riding up and downs. It's yeah. been all of that. Um, but you've been amazing. And honestly, I just want to wish you all the success. Stay amazing with all the team and keep rocking. And for everyone that's tuned in, thank you all for making this so much fun and um, have a good weekend. And remember, what can you do? Not what can't you do? What can you do? So join me for about half an hour. Disco in my kitchen. Not literally come down, but put your music on. Let's get it on. Let's get it can on. you do some stories so we can see? I might. I might do it. I might do it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so right. much. Thank you for everything you're doing. No, thank you so much. We'll keep in touch, all right? But yeah. enjoy homeschooling. Good luck, teacher. <laughs> Good luck, teacher. <laughs>